Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater, uh, returning wearily to the woods of Maine after a fantastic trip out in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota for the Convergence Con 2013. Um, all sorts of awesome stuff happened out there. If you're on the Final Rune uh, newsletter list, uh, you would have gotten a bit of updates. Uh, we put out um, some photos from that, uh, the various guests that came into our Mark Time uh, broadcast center. We had this concept room. Um, so just a bit of background, Convergence is a 7,000-ish uh, attendee conference this year at least, um, huge uh, festival of all things uh, geekdom and sci-fi fantasy. And um, there's been a pretty strong audio drama contingent at, at this particular con, um, largely because of this uh, Mark Time Awards, uh, which are kind of the only awards of its type out there, science fiction fantasy awards for audio drama. Specifically, it's been going on, uh, I think 15 years was last year. We must be at 16 years now. And um, I have won that award a couple times. Uh, many of my colleagues have won that award, and we go out to Minneapolis to receive the award and to meet each other and to hang out, drink beers, and other funny things until late in the night and uh, get to see the show that is Convergence, um, Big Bird Robots, um, Doctor Who Daleks, you know, the uh, Star Wars characters, anime, and characters that I just don't even know. I am clearly have lost touch with the times. But um, anyways, as a, as a pretty good geek, it is a, a fantastic event um, that we have um, thought, you know, that this sort of uh, audio drama track, how we can try to appeal to more people in the con. Um, and sort of just let other people who may be fans of uh, science fiction and fantasy in general know what audio drama is all about. And that's what we tried to do this year with something that we called the Mark Time uh, Five Minutes of Fame at the Mark Time Broadcast Center. Um, so like uh, these big cons, they have party-themed rooms, um, and they have everything from House of Toast to Ghostbusters to um, the other things. And uh, we uh, took the opportunity to make one that was uh, themed for audio drama. Um, and so the, the concept was you'd come into this room and record a short five-minute radio play, um, package it up, um, go live to tape, and uh, post it to the Internet and share it with your friends. So we had all the music and sound effects queued up. Uh, Matthew Boudreaux of Oral Stage Studios did all the sound design in advance, queued up everything in advance, brought the board. He did pretty much everything, really, in terms of the uh, equipment setup, um, got it all set up there, and his wife, Monique, uh, decorated the place. Um, and then you, as a random person at the con, could just stumble into our room, pick up a script, and record with your friends. Um, so that is what we did all weekend. We got uh, close to a dozen of them or so uh, recorded. Those are all up on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash broadcast for that uh, really awesome content uh, considering what we were up against um, in terms of the noise of the con and uh, the general craziness of the air conditioning because it was so hot. Um, so, you know, it's not there because it's the finest example of all of audio drama ever created, but for uh, grabbing random people, shoving them in front of a microphone and saying go, I'm really, really pleased with uh, with what uh, came about and I um, hope it leads to other people getting an interest and in, in curiosity about audio drama that continues in the years ahead. Um, uh, another treat uh, we did last week, you heard the War of the World 75th anniversary. Uh, we ran that contest. We we're very pleased with the uh, results that we got in terms of entries and quality of entries for um, the first time we'd ever uh, run a contest. Um, and Radio Drum Revival is pleased to be part of that and to be able to air the works and be able to help uh, spread the word about it. Um, we also got to see Our Fair City live. Um, and, and these guys just do a fantastic job. Now, Our Fair City, uh, they also won an award this year um, on the Mark Time side for uh, their work on Our Fair City. Part of the, you know, we featured them here on the show before. What is remarkable about Our Fair City is that they, they do come from a live theater background and they bring some of the best of live theater to audio drama. Um, and they had some, we had some really good panels about uh, what makes audio drama different than other types of theater. Um, and they had some comments about how they've, um, as a as group, learned to work better in audio drama over the years. and um, But uh, they can damn throw a mean live show, and that's what they did on Saturday night, and that's what we're going to hear uh, today is this uh, variety hour. What they throw, this was a variety hour set in the world of Our Fair City as if you were seeing a live radio play or hearing a live radio play on the radio, except it was uh, set in the Our Fair City universe, which means it's awesome, and they do a really good job. Um, and there are uh, a lot of cool things with the live Foley effects and um, things, antics they were doing on stage that you won't catch in the audio, but um, I think it translates pretty well, carries over into the uh, straight-up radio play format 
fairly well. So that's uh, coming right up. Uh, first, however, we do have a shout out for our fair city. They asked me what happened to my roosters, and I told them I ate them, but <laughs> they wanted other guest stars at the off grid studio. Um, so I'm going to introduce some of our goat friends. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, could I kick the mic, mic back? Mic, okay, okay. <clears throat> All right, uh, that was Goat Friends here at the Off-Grid Audio Studio in the woods of Maine. Uh, home sweet home. Um, our Fair City coming up next. Uh, another quick shout-out, however. Um, the Cleansed is now podcasting, thecleansed.com, season two. Uh, we've got an episode primer. We've got the whole show uh, available as a paid download as well as a podcast at uh, thecleansed.com. We'll probably be featuring here on Radio Drum Revival again, but we've got it packed already with all the announcements from the con. So we'll get right into the main content today, our Fair Cities live show at Convergence 2013. Just a minute or two. Uh, we wanted to take a minute to introduce ourselves. We are Our Fair City. We are a radio drama outfit out of Chicago, Illinois. Our Fair City is a post-apocalyptic show sort of examining how, how bad can things get if we continue down a path of consumerism and corporatism. Uh, there's a global warming apocalypse that's driven everyone underground. The surface has become a frozen tundra, and we're set in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, I think that's it for now, so sit tight. In just a couple of minutes, we'll, we'll get started. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, guys. funny every time. Folks, we got a really special show in store for you tonight. For the first time in years, we are broadcasting before a live studio audience. That's right, no explosive gas leak is going to stop us this time. And for those of you tuning in from home, you will be excited to learn that sitting right here in front of me is a delightful assemblage of hard-working policies just like yourselves. And who knows, if tonight's show is a hit, we may open our studio doors to a live audience every single week! That last statement was not endorsed by the Heartlife Company and was the opinion of Archibald Funny Pants Policy Number 2278 Delta 5. This program is under the sole jurisdiction of the Heartlife Company. Heartlife, all the life you'll ever need. <laughs> well now, I think I see some familiar faces out there. Say, Mr. J, is that your handsome son I see sitting in the back of the room over there? Archie, he died in the gas leak? Well, I'm sure he's with us in spirit. And speaking of things that make me sad inside, the mole people are in the news again, yes? Mole people, those friendly, industrious subhumans we all know and love not to look at. Hey, Mr. J, 
Is it possible to own your own mole person yet? Well, Archie, only if you're going to violate corporate policy. They're property of the company. Hey, aren't we all? That statement was not endorsed by the Hard Life Company and was the opinion of Archibald Funny Pants. Policy number 2278 Delta 5. This program is brought to you by the Hard Life Company. Hard Life, all the life you'll ever need. <laughs> yes, speaking of mole people, for a bunch of hideous abominations of science, I think they're all right. To hear that uh, rumors are circulating now that mole people are actually getting cosmetic surgery to appear more human. Hey, Mr. J, did you hear the one about the mole person got his nose removed? Sad story. Now he smells awful. Whoa! <laughs> Mr. J, is this microphone on? Okay, I'll take that as yes. Now, before we move on policies and policies, I'd like to extend a great big thank you to the Heart Life Corporation. They really do give extra special care and attention to the little guy. And as soon as I find that little guy, I'm gonna punch him right in the nose! That last statement was not endorsed by the Heart Life Company. It was the opinion of Archibald Funny Pants. Policy number 2278 Delta 5. This program is brought to you by the Heart Life Company. Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. Well, now that's three. I'm not going to press my luck any further. Mr. J, why don't we play them some soothing, corporately compliant music about the brave men and women who protect our freedoms every day, the agents of the company. Gather your corporate-approved offspring around the audio box and get cozy. 
heart life reminds all family units that it is against company policy for any non approved progeny to listen to the archibald funny pants variety hour violators will be subject to capture and or death same for you huh archie i have no idea what you mean folks tonight we are bringing you a very special tale about a precocious young mole person named Boggy. Boggy was hard at work with her friends one day, digging ever deeper to make more room for policies, just like you and me. Say, this sure is swell, isn't it? I derive great satisfaction from working hard for hard life, don't you, Shale? Yep. Say, I bet if we really put our claws into it, we can have this tunnel finished before the end of the shift. Could anything be better than that, Boggy? I don't know what could be better. Let's get to it. What a nice young mole. But that night... On her way back to her burrow... What's this? Boggy found... A book? The Adventures of Gulliver Nash, Street Safe Agent. But of course... Thank you, musician. But of course, a nice young mole like Boggy knows better than to read a book meant for humans. Well, I don't see the harm in it. Oh, dear. Disrespecting the rules, Boggy read late into the night. She was captivated by the daring adventures of crack detective Gulliver Nash, hanging on every detail of his crime-solving exploits. When Boggy went to work the next day... Well, this sure is swell, isn't it? I derive great satisfaction from working hard for Heartline, don't you, Shale? Yep. Yeah, I bet if we really put our claws into it, we can have this drainage channel done before the end of the shift. Could anything be better than that, Boggy? I sure do like working for the company. But I want more. I want to do more than just dig. What? Don't say that. Digging is the best thing that there is. Yep. It is quite literally what our genetically engineered bodies were born to do. I know, but sometimes I think I could be... Well, I could... Uh, have you ever heard of the adventures of Gulliver Nash, Street Safe Agent? What? What? It's a book. You know, books. No. I only read officially sanctioned technical manuals on tunnel building, tunnel repair, tunnel drainage, tunnel maintenance, tunnel... Oh, of Heartlife's most successful detective. Gulliver Nash walks the darkest tunnels and seediest underbellies of the city, solving mysteries. He always catches the bad guy. So, I don't see how that's tunnel relevant. But that's just it. I don't want to dig tunnels anymore. I want to join Street Safe and become a detective, just like Gulliver Nash. No. Moles can't be Street Safe agents. You think all a mole can be is a tunnel digger? Well, no, that's not true. You could be a tunnel repairer. Or a tunnel patcher, or a tunnel maintainer, or, or a tunnel... I know what I'll do. I'll solve a mystery. If I can prove myself, they'll have to let me join. No! I don't think that's a good idea. You're right. It's a great idea! And so Boggy set off in search of a mystery. She searched in the tunnels. Nope. No mysteries here. She searched on the people mover. The search? Sir, do you have any mysteries that need solving? Hey, it's a people mover, you vermin. Get off, Georgia. And she searched in the darkest corners of the mold-infested zone. Hello? Um, any mysteries here? Uh, puzzling artifacts or clues of any kind? But Boggy couldn't find a mystery anywhere until the next morning. Hey, Boggy, wake up! We got a cleanup job! I'm spending today looking for a mystery to solve. Huh. Hear that, Shale? Our old friend Boggy is too good to come and work with us. Can you believe that? No. Too bad she won't be coming with us to see the tower. The tower? Oh, sure, it's not a big deal or anything. Just a tower cleanup job on level 12. Level 12? I wonder if we'll see the sky. Yeah. But Boggy here would be interested in that. She's too busy looking for a mystery. Can I come, please? I didn't think you were keen on cleaning tunnels. Or digging tunnels. Or patching tunnels. I am very keen. Can I come, please? Well, all right. If it's okay with Shale. Suppose. Boggy was keen, but not on the splendor of the tower or on any mole work. No, my friends, Boggy was keen because she knew that surely if there was a mystery afoot anywhere in the city, it was afoot in the lofty carpeted offices of the corporate tower. So up she climbed with Igni and Shale. Oh, oh, I think the air is thinner up here. What floor are we on? Two. Oh. And as they climbed, Boggy kept her beady eyes open for any mystery. There must be a mystery somewhere. 
where? And that's when, passing by an air duct, Boggy heard two human voices talking. Did you check out the usual suspects? Yep. No slime, so this wasn't a mold outbreak. Not a wolf attack either this high up. Then what the hell was it, Nash? <gasps> Special Agent Gulliver Nash! It could have been a spoiled picnic. Could have been a rogue policy. Commander, I just don't know yet. Find out. Three people are dead, and I'm the one responsible for Zone 6. I don't want to fill out any more fatality reports. I don't think we're ever going to find an answer for this one, sir. I investigated thoroughly. There wasn't a single clue left behind. Just get it done, Nash. Solved murders mean less paperwork. Yes, sir. A triple homicide. Special Agent Gulliver Nash stumped. Boggy to the rescue. I can already see the headlines in the Daily Borough. Lone mole catches hardened criminal. Great mole detective honored. First mole to become special agent. Hey, Foggy, hurry up. Are you coming? No. No, I'm going to zone six. Oh. And so Boggy ran as fast as her clawed feet could carry her until she reached zone six. Staying carefully out of sight, she searched for the scene of the horrible crime. If three people were killed, there must be some clues left behind. What would Gulliver Nash do? Traces of salt, oil from human skin, stress hormones. I'm on to something. blood and feces. <gasps> Someone was eviscerated right behind this door! Locked. But that wouldn't stop Special Agent Gulliver Nash. No, sir, madame, it would not. There we go. And we close the door so we won't be spotted. Now, let's have a look. Oh, my. What greeted young Boggy, dear friends, was a scene of horror. The smell of leather chairs was still faintly detectable under the pungent odor of viscera splattered across the table. Boggy saw the limbs that had been hacked at and then pulled off at her feet. She saw a hand with each of its five fingers snapped off. It looked as though someone had jumped onto the torsos after the limbs had been severed, causing the entrails inside to erupt from them like confetti. I think uh, this turned out to be too much, too much for our young and experienced mole and Boggy. Boggy made a contribution to the mess. It was in that rather embarrassing moment that the door handle began to turn. And who should enter but that dashing detective himself, Gulliver Nash! Oh, Mole, you're early. Early? You knew I was coming? I called you in for the cleanup job. Oh. Oh, right. Um, I'll, uh, I'll just get to it then. Do that. Start with the body parts. I'll uh, examine the walls and floor for clues. Of course, sir. What are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm not used to being addressed by moles, but since you asked, this is a detective's technique for solving crimes. I'm wiping for fingerprints. Oh, I see. Um, isn't it dusting for fingerprints? I mean, to say, wouldn't you just be wiping them away? My, my. Aren't you smart for a subhuman? <laughs> dusting is an outdated technique. Nowadays, we wipe. Oh, I see. You're very curious. I read your book. Did you? Yes, sir. All right. What can you tell me about this crime scene? Ooh, a chance to prove myself. Gosh, let's see. Three victims. I only see three heads and six thumbs, so it's very likely three. Disemboweled and dismembered five or six hours ago. And what makes you say that? Clouding in the eyes and the uh, pooling of blood inside the limbs. Ugh. Very good. What do you know about the murderer? There are no hesitation wounds on the body. Heads arranged ritualistically. I'd imagine this is someone who has done this before. 
someone who enjoys it. Interesting. Moreover, from the angle of the cut in this shoulder, we can infer that the assailant was, oh, say 180 centimeters tall, about your height, I'd say. He, or she, mustn't rule anything out, would have slashed downward like this. I see. And the assailant will have been left-handed, also like yourself. Is that so? Yes, I noticed you were using your left hand to light for prints. All in all, I'd say you match what we know about the murderer in almost every respect. <laughs> Isn't that a funny coincidence? <laughs> uh, sir? I wouldn't come any closer. You'll get blood on your nice shoes. Although I do happen to notice you've already got some on their dry blood, that is. So that would mean it's at least several hours old. Oh, sir! You're quite good, you know. As good as me, maybe. Oh, wow. It's too bad. I, I don't kill moles as a rule. There's no fun in it. But then you're not like most moles. You notice things. You know things. What? You know too much. <laughs> Somebody call for a cleanup job? Thank the directors. It's Gulliver Nash. And he's trying to kill me. Well, what did you think was going to happen with you trying to be a detective and all? Yep. You guys. Now, here are some sensible moles who know their place. And I know my rights as a policy. Any mole can appeal his or her termination to a human policy's immediate supervisor. Now, what in the sweet earth are you talking about? Yep, Boggy is correct. According to subsection 324 of the Maintenance Operations and Logistics Engineer Handbook, she has the right to place the named policy, Mr. Gulliver Nash, under a temporary subordinate's arrest so that a fair and timely appeal may be carried out. Passed on the 43rd day of the first quarter of the 116th fiscal cycle. It was a great day for all mole-kind. Well, damn, Shale. I didn't know you were so passionate about the regs. Yep. Well, <laughs> if that's the rule, then we've got your back, Boggy. Thank you, Igni. Shale, you're the best friends a mole could ask for. As for you, Gulliver Nash... Will you come quietly? You can't resist all three of us. I wouldn't dream of denying you due process. And so the trio of moles enthusiastically escorted the street safe agent down the winding hallway until they came to the door of Commander Anderson. What is it now, Nash? I demand that you arrest this man. A mole? How dare you address me directly? I have the right under mole regulation 342 This mole killed these people. She wants to appeal my decision to summarily terminate. I did no then who did? None other than Special Agent Gulliver Nash. Uh-huh. No, truly, the coagulated blood on the insole of his left shoe coincides with the time of death, which I calculated through biometric analysis. Wounds on the body are consistent with an assailant of Mr. Nash's height and strength, and moreover, the defendant admitted his guilt to me not 20 minutes ago. Nash, that right? Yes, sir, it is. Right. Kill the mole. Have the other two clean it up. <laughs> yes, sir. Not here, you idiot. You'll make a mess. And Nash, you got lucky this time. We can pin it on the mole. Next time you decide to murder policies, you better have your scapegoat lined up before you take your little bloodbath. Understood? Now get out. And so, hauling Boggy the mole by the scruff of her neck, Gulliver Nash strides off once again into the shadows and dark corners of the tower. What? No! It me! from the tale of Boggy the Mole Person. <laughs> Remember that high or low, we all have our place within hard life. It is our job to be the best at whatever occupation hard life hands us. And when hard life gives you lemons, clearly they want you to have lemons. <laughs> oh, come on! That last statement was not endorsed by the Hard Life Company and was the opinion of Archibald Funny Pants. Policy number 2278 Delta 5. This program is under the sole jurisdiction of the Hard Life Company. Hard life all the life you'll ever meet. <clears throat> when heart life gives us lemons, we should all endeavor to make those lemons into whatever heart life dictates. So kids, remember to keep your part and remember your place, lest you end up like Boggy did. All right, Mr. J, let's play them something that won't make the buzzer go off. What's the most corporately compliant tune you know? Uh, I will comply. That'll do it. <laughs> Thank you.
will comply. I will comply. I will comply. Will comply. Oh glory, I will comply in the morning. When I die, Hallelujah, by and by. Supplied by the HeartLife Corporation is the only way to ensure that your children grow up healthy and productive. Natural foods contain dangerous organic compounds <laughs> that interact with the human body. Their effects can be devastating. Why, just take the plight of young Susie Watkins. She tried corn, a disturbingly popular black market food used by many teenage policies. During my placement exams, my scores were good enough to get me into the science academy. But then I tried corn. Now I barely qualify for part-time drudge work. Daddy is so ashamed. I used to be so proud of my daughter, Susie. Then she tried corn. Now I have no daughter. <laughs> so remember, policies, this is your body. I'm healthy and productive and have all the life I'll ever need. And this is your body on core. Don't make my mistakes, kids. This is Susie Watkins. I'm 16 years old, and I'm here to tell you to stay off of corn. Even if it is delicious. Two? No, no, not two. Please, please. I, I only meant to say dangerous. It was a slip of the tongue. I that last statement was not endorsed by the HeartLife Company and was the opinion of Archibald Funny Pants Policy number 2278 Delta 5. This program is under the sole jurisdiction of the HeartLife Company. HeartLife, all the life you'll ever need. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, okay, uh, <clears throat> uh, for tonight's tale of horror, we bring you back to the pranksters of the putrescible prairie. We meet Harlan and Chris in the lives of the PWCs. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, I mean, um, uh, uh, our tale of horror features, uh, it features Bobby and Judy, two algae farmers whose day takes a turn for the worse when their sector goes on lockdown due to an outbreak of mold. We know of the tale of Bobby and Judy only through the voice recording saved and archived by the HeartLife Corporation. They themselves were never found. All we know for certain is that their day began as it always did. They were punting their small boat across the algae field towards a rich colony that was ready for harvest. Well, this sure is swell, isn't it? I experience great satisfaction from working hard for hard life, don't you, Judy? I sure do, Bobby. I bet if we really put our backs into it, we can have this whole algae colony harvested and ready for processing before the end of the shift. Could anything be better than that, Bobby? Uh, well, actually, I, I can think of something. Um, I know a little alcove where the algae is luminescent. Maybe if we finish early, we can take the boat over. Warning! Warning! Biohazard detected! Containment protocol! 
protocols now in effect. Proceed to the nearest quarantine shelter or you will die. You will die. You will die. Did you hear that, Bobby? The loud blurring alarm? Of course I hear it. Well, then we better go. You will die. You will die. You will die. Quick, throw this hatch. <sighs> okay. It's very dark, Bobby. Oh, uh, uh, well, well, let's see. Oh, there we are. And what's this paper attached to the door? <clears throat> Biohazards and you, a policies guide to surviving a mold outbreak. Well, this will be very helpful. Surviving? Are we going to die, Bobby, like the alarm said? No, 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 of course not. That's why the company gave us this pamphlet. Let's see what it says. Um, Congratulations, policy, on arriving at a quarantine shelter. Your journey to survival is halfway complete. Well, that sounds very good. Halfway good. This shelter is hermetically sealed against the carnivorous mold outside. Carnivorous mold? I thought it was a legend. Apparently not. It's right here in the pamphlet. And right here in the algae field. The pamphlet says we're safe, Judy. Where? Where does it say that? Uh, you are safe from the carnivorous mold. Really? Let me see. But only if you have not been contaminated by its deadly airborne spores. Bobby, have we been contaminated? Uh, well, well, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure we're not. I don't feel contaminated. Do you? Well, what does it feel like? Does the pamphlet say? Contaminated individuals exhibit the following symptoms. Perspiration, excess mucus production, and fever. After a short time, the infected individual will move against a nearby wall, graft onto it with viscous fluids, and vent spores from every orifice. <laughs> every orifice, Bobby? The victim's body will eventually vanish, transformed entirely into airborne spores. Well, what can we do? There is no cure. Grim. However, until the spores are vented into the air, they can only thrive in a live host's body, killing the affected contaminated individual before the spores can escape will effectively stop their spread. We wish you the best of luck with your biohazard quarantine experience and all future ventures with heart life. Heart life, all the life you'll ever need. Well, it's a good thing we are not contaminated then. Of course. Yes, a very good thing. We'll just have to wait it out. Someone will come for us eventually. I'm sure they will. Is it warm in here, Bobby? No, I don't think so. Why? No reason. I see. No, no, it feels fine to me. Why, are you warm? No, not at all. Well, that's good to hear. It seems we really aren't contaminated. Yes. Bobby, I'm really glad you're here. Achoo! What was that? Allergies acting up. It happens when I'm around dry algae, that's all. My mom calls them my algaeries. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I should feel your forehead. I hope I'm not contaminated. I'm not worried, I just want to check. Hmm, uh, maybe, maybe it is a little warm in here. Am I warm? Is it the spores? No, 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 you feel fine. Uh, are, you, are you sure I'm not warm? Do you feel feverish? No, but you're sweating a little. Uh, I can see it on your brow. I'm sure you're just nervous, right? It is our first quarantine together. Uh, hey, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of intimate. Well, I, I do like the sound of this. Oh. Mm. Uh, oh, you've got algae rays too. Uh, maybe, yeah. I'm sure that's it. Oh, oh, Judy, I want you, uh, I want you to feel my forehead. Don't be silly. Come on now, I checked you. It's only fair. Uh, uh, Bobby? Uh, you're... I'm burning up, aren't I? Uh, no, no, you're just a little warm uh, Let me just, let me just lean against this wall for a moment. You're still sweating. Oh, oh, I'm showing the symptoms, Judy. I'm contaminated. You've just got algae poisoning or the flu. No, oh, the spores. Are building up in my body. I'm sweating. I'm feverish. And all I want to do is lean on that wall so that I can graft onto it and vent my spores. You're just tired. Judy, when I go, you'll be infected too. The spores are airborne and we are sealed in. Bobby, you're not sick. I am, Judy. But I won't let you get sick too. Please. Please, right here. One good hit should do it. No, I can't. You can, Judy. Do it for me. 
Just hold on, Blue. Come for us. They'll help you. There is no cure. You have to kill me. But this was our first quarantine together. I thought there'd be more. I wanted that too, Judy, but I, I don't want to hurt you. To turn into a cloud of deadly spores, do it for me, Judy. Take the rock. Take it. Strike now. Don't hesitate. Just do it. Judy, I... Bobby! Recordings end here. When company agents opened Bobby and Judy's quarantine shelter, they found Bobby's dead body and air. Air that escaped and has been circulating through the city ever since. So, dear policies, spare a thought for Bobby and Judy. Sit tight, breathe deep, and remember if you see something, kill something. <laughs> Only constant vigilance can stop the spread of mold. Heartlife reminds all policies that these events were entirely fictionalized. In the event of an actual mold outbreak, do not expect to be rescued. And thank you for your cooperation. And now, friends, a special word from a Heartlife, a Heartlife initiative that partially funds our program, Heartlife Gives Back. What do you do with your discretionary credits? Do you spend them on extra algae rations for your family? Do you buy your friends a drink down at Al's bar? Studies have shown that Heartlife policies like to share their discretionary credits with others and improve the lives of their fellow policies. Now, the Heartlife Corporation is honored to offer a new way to give back. Give back to the struggling PWCs who break their backs turning bio-waste into electricity. Give back to the clerks who keep our records in order. Give, give back to the leaders of the company who have done so much for all of us. Give back to Heartlife. By donating your discretionary credits back to the company, you can help Heartlife be Heartlife. Make a one-time donation to help a little or sign up for our loyalty circle and waive your discretionary credits automatically each cycle. Every donation counts and is recorded by the company. Policies who do not donate are also recorded on a separate list. <laughs> Avoid that list and donate today. Imagine the satisfaction and peace of mind it will bring you. Ask yourself, have I sacrificed all I can for the good of the company? Have I really? <laughs> what a wonderful program. And speaking of giving back, all of us here at the Archibald Funny Pants Variety Hour would like to thank you for tuning in. To show our appreciation, we're going to try something new tonight. We're going to interview a member of the audience, selected entirely at random, and highlight you, the regular hard-working policy. All right, Mr. J is uh, moving out into the crowd right now. Wow, there are so many of you here. It's wonderful to see you all here. So many excited policies just clamoring to share the spotlight with old Archie. Oh, all right, here we go. Mr. J has chosen a member of the audience. Uh, come on up, sir. Come on up. Yes, yes, all are welcome. Excellent. <clears throat> all righty, here we go. Here we go. Microphone for this gentleman. Okay, thank you for joining us today, sir. Could we have your name? Jim McDaniel. Jim McDaniel, a big round of applause for him, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Well, uh, what do you do for the company, Jim? I am a corporate compliance officer. And I have a question for you, Archie. You do? Do you participate in the Heart Life Gives Back program? <laughs> what? Do you give back to Heart Life? Well, I like to think I give back in a lot of ways. Just not this one. Well, I haven't signed up for the program yet, but of course I'm going to. Archie, I happen to have a form right here, if you'd like. You do, huh? Well, as a public figure, a significant donation may behoove you. Look, I, I use my discretionary credits to feed my daughter. Archie, 
approved progeny get a stipend from the company. You know she's not approved. Look, look, listen, I'm all she's got, please. We follow the rules, she can't even listen to my show. Just let us have this. Archie, this is still sounding like a you problem. All right, look, mister, you can't just come onto my show and bully me like this. I do good work for your company, Ooh, and I can use my discretionary credits however I want. It's your company too, Archie. Oh, but it's not my daughter's, is that it? You know what, you people, you get my time, you get my talent, you tell me what I can and cannot say, you force me to parrot your propaganda, and now you want me to do it for free. Well, no, I am not a mole person. This is too much. Yeah, yeah, buzz. Go ahead, buzz me. I am through. Don't give your discretionary credits away, people. We work too hard. They could give us more if they wanted to. And furthermore... That's three, Archie. Now might be a good time to comply. You set me up. Not me. We. I give back to Heart Life. I give back to Heart Life. We, we give, give back, back to, to Heart, Heart Life. Life. Policies we can all learn from Archie's story. He alone is responsible for his non-approved progeny. Heart Life must not suffer for his mistakes. Through Heart Life, we all survive, but I'm sure Archie is ready to sign up for Heart Life Gives Back. Isn't that right, Archie? Sure. Where do I sign? Thank you. Uh, oh, Archie, I seem to remember the buzzer sounding three times. But... Signed. We're all responsible for our actions, Archie. I, uh, I have them here. Well, that's that. A big hand for Jim McDonald for coming on our show today. Tonight's broadcast has been brought to you by Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. Remember, nothing is more important than family coming together for the good of the company. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I'd watch what my parents did. They did their best to make the company proud. Mama dug algae from a pool, dad taught policy.
That was the group from Our Fair City um, performing live at Convergence 2013 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, you can catch them, of course, at OurFairCity.com. Um, season four is in the about midway through the season. Check it out, OurFairCity.com. Uh, check out all the Our Fair City stuff, as well as their um, second place winning entry for the Our, uh, War of the Worlds 75th Anniversary Contest. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more stuff for you next week um, and of course hundreds and hundreds of hours of audio drama programming at radiodramarevival.com um, we claim news reviews and discussion that's where you'll find it you'll find it on our Facebook page you'll find it on Twitter if you hit up at radiodrama uh, search iTunes or Stitcher for radiodrama uh, or radiodrama revival and leave a review thumbs us up tell us your friends do whatever you can to spread the word keep this volunteer service running or leave a donation at radiodramarevival.com and with that we are wrapping for this week Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly Fred Green copyright of individual shows remains that are original producers but do please share the show as far and widely as you like Radio Drum Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM that is Southern Maine's community radio this podcast at radiodramarevival.com is a labor of love till next time keep your mind and your ears open thanks for tuning in and have a great week